This episode of the Back of the Bus Podcast is brought to you by Toys R Us, where you don't need to play Monopoly to go bankrupt. Oh yeah, we gotta put a pause. Slow down. Welcome, everybody, to the Back of the Bus podcast. I'm half. He's black. We are coming to you live from the old abandoned Mark Twain's Playhouse on Kendall Drive and 137th Avenue. We've got uh, a lot of guests here today. Like Don Carter's? No, no. Don Carter's was across the street. Oh. You, you never went to Mark Twain's Playhouse? No. Dude. Yeah, Mark Twain's Playhouse was over by... It was across the street from Don Carter's. It was where I think... The Get Smart is now. It wasn't where the Dandy Bear is, and and it wasn't where the Dandy Bear was. But it was like um, it was like a Chuck E. Cheese kind of place. But it was based on Mark Twain, so it had it was Mark Twain's Riverboat Playhouse. It had a lot of games and all that stuff. And I remember it vividly because it, it was had a, a picture of N word Jim. No, 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 <laughs> no. But I remember it vividly because it was the first time I ever played Afterburner. In the in the big thing, you know where it kind of yeah, moved dude, with that it, shit was awesome. and it was it was so real to me, and it was really cool. So yeah, we're coming to you live from Mark Twain's Riverboat Playhouse. We've been gone for a couple weeks. That is not on purpose, but it's sort of on purpose. Last week we recorded an episode, and then I pulled a black and accidentally deleted the whole episode. I'm not gonna lie. Uh, probably for the best. Probably for the best. See, because what was happening was we recorded that. It was a Friday night. We were both dead tired. And then on top of that, it was the Yankee playoff game. Oh, yeah. And it was the one where Girardi, where we blew the 8-3 lead and Girardi didn't challenge the by pitch call and all that he shit. He was in no mood to yeah. record this podcast. I, it, it literally was just like the first episode we did. We were all over the place. I, was, <laughs> I could not focus. It was great. I have no idea what the fuck we talked about, to be honest with you. Yeah, neither do I. Yeah. I don't remember much of it. I just remember it, screaming a lot about the Yankees into the microphone. Yeah. So we wanted to touch on a few things since we've been off for a couple of weeks and because we wanted to, you know, kind of regroup and get everyone back into the swing of things. We've started to get a lot of listeners who aren't our friends, which is cool. So thank you for thank you for listening. And remember, you can always catch us and catch the newest episodes on Apple iTunes or Apple Podcasts, whatever they call it now, Podbean, Google Play, Pocket, Pocket Cast. Cast. Also, you can catch every newest episode on SoundCloud because we do not want to pay for a professional SoundCloud account, so we only put the new episodes on there. Make sure that when you guys listen to us that you rate us. That would be really greatly appreciated. We will um, give you something, probably <laughs> a high five. You know what? Here it is. I'm going to tell you, I'm going to say it right now. If you rate us, we will give you something. What that thing is, I won't tell you, but we will give you something if you rate us. Sure. So remember... Five stars if you love us. Five stars if you hate us. Don't know where that came from. So, <laughs> anyway, we wanted to touch base. So, all right, we've been gone for a couple weeks. You guys have been really yammering at us, really hitting us up on the Twitter that we don't have. Uh, but you have been getting us at, at our Instagram. Remember, our Instagram account is... At Back of the Bus Podcast. There we go. And you guys have been sending us emails. Our email is... Back of the Bus Miami at gmail.com. There you go. So, we wanted to just kind of touch base, regroup, like I said, okay? Black, tell us, what is this show... Not this particular show, but the show in general about. That is a fucking fantastic question. So, he, yeah. And so, listen, I, I got this one time, right? 
I told somebody about the show. I said, yeah, it's called The Back of the Bus, and it's with me and my buddy Black, and they thought it was a civil rights podcast. And I said, I am not that smart or eloquent to talk about civil rights for that long. Then they were like, oh, maybe it's a, a social podcast. You know, you guys are talking about social issues. And I said, do you consider the WWF and our fantasy football social? Because yes. If so, yes, we are talking about social issues. But you are the eloquent one in the group, and you are the vocabulary uh, guru, so I will allow you the opportunity to speak. All right. Yeah, I get. The, I had the same experience. People ask me when I tell them about the show, you know, what's it about? And the best that I can describe it is it's about our view on everything that's happening in the world around us. I mean, we're both parents. We're both husbands, sons, etc. We both have jobs. We both watch sports, pop culture, the news. Um, and it's just kind of our take on, on all of that. You know, we don't obviously cover every single thing every week, but we try to educate, make you laugh, and just kind of give you guys a glimpse into our our lives. It really is the world through our viewpoint. Yeah. And there that, you go. Look, and, he, and I'm the eloquent one. Nice, yeah. Nicely put. You're welcome. So it's the world through our viewpoint, and we are narcissistic enough to think that our viewpoint is better than most, or maybe we just had the gumption to put a mic in front of us and talk about it. Yeah, at the end of the day, I don't know that that we have anything... Um, new? new. Well, in, in some cases we might, but I don't think that we have anything that's so much more above and beyond what anybody else might come up with. Mm-hmm. But we just had the ball to... Yeah, set up some mics yeah. and record it and, and hope some people like it. So hopefully you guys enjoyed today's show. I know, like I said, we've been gone for, for quite some time. There's a, a lot of big stories that we missed that we're not going to be able to get to just because we don't have the, the kind of time that we like to lend to it. We might get into them, into some of them in long form in, in future episodes. So, for instance, like the whole Kaepernick and the athletes kneeling thing. I've got a lot of thoughts about that. Half has quite a you know quite a few thoughts about that as well. But we want to frame that conversation in a way that isn't necessarily what you've all heard from the talking heads and the television over and over again. So mm-hmm. we're working on on how we're going to do that. The Vegas shooting happened while we were off. You know, obviously we feel horrible for for all of those people. We also had the very recently the incident with the four soldiers who were killed in the attack. In Niger. Yes. Or they've been calling it Niger. There's a lot of conversation about that, and we will definitely get to, to some of the framework around that. I, I, you know, I've been reading up on it, and uh, there were there's a lot of interesting tidbits of information, but I want to be able to get the full picture before yeah. we, we get into too deep into that. Uh, so those are the things that we will not be talking about today, pretty much. Everything else that is here, I hope you guys enjoy it. Yes. So... We like to start every episode off with a few tidbits, a little little nuggets we like to grab onto. We like to chew them up in a segment we call Ah, The Atmosphere. Ah, Ah, The Atmosphere. Ah. First, the Baby Bombers. The Baby Bombers are one win away from From the the World World Series. Series. So how does this make you feel? Yeah, so like we mentioned before, uh, when we were recording, the, the, we tried to record this episode before I was watching the game, and that was probably as bad as I felt watching sports in a really long time. You know, I, I watch most of the major sports. I watch football. I watch basketball. Uh-huh. Um, I even get into playoff hockey when, when that time comes around, if the Rangers are in the playoffs. Weirdo. Yeah, but nothing means more to me than 
the Yankees. Than the Yankees. They won in 2009, and I've been good with the fact our time had kind of passed us by. All of our stars in that time were getting older. Earlier this season, right before the season started, I told my little brother, who's also a Yankee fan, I was like, look, man, this, this season's a win. If we win 80 to 85 games, maybe sneak into a wild card, it's a win. Team's mm-hmm. young. There's a lot of question marks, but there's a lot of potential. A couple of years from now, we sign Manny Machado or we sign Bryce Harper or both or whatever the case may be. And then we definitely have like a, a the buildings of a dynasty on our hands. And yet here we are. And we're one win away. And it's super exciting. It's super gratifying. It's nerve wracking because each one of these games is, is torturous. I was watching the game with my buddy, one of the games with my buddy Fredo recently. And we were talking about how, you know, he's also a big sports fan and he likes all the other sports also. Nothing drives our emotions in the way baseball does only because of the anticipation for it, right? So, like, when you're waiting pitch after pitch and foul ball after foul ball and you're waiting for the outcome of that encounter to happen, mm-hmm. it's maddening. Football, basketball gives you instant gratification. They get the ball, they go up and down the court, they take mm-hmm. a shot, they miss it or they make it, you're satisfied. But in baseball, that bat can last six, seven, eight minutes. And that bores the fuck out of me. Yeah, and it bores the fuck out of a lot of people. For baseball fans, we kind of appreciate the chess match that's happening in that instance back and forth between the pitcher and the batter. And the anticipation of seeing what the result is going to be of, of what the outcome is going to be of yeah. that at bat is it drives us nuts, dude, but it, in such a good way. And I, we really enjoy it. We've really enjoyed this team. Verlander kicked the shit out of us yesterday. He pitched a great game. But he's been pitching great games. Did you see? Did you happen to see any of the highlights? I don't watch baseball. Okay. Well, you got to go back and look up. I might post a video of this on the Instagram. When he embarrassed Todd Frazier. Oh, yeah. The swing? I saw the swing. I saw that. God. I saw that gif this morning. That was fucking... And listen, all respect to Todd Frazier. He, as much as I was not a big fan of him prior to the trade, he's been a big reason why we've been able to get where we are. Third base defense, you know, shaky at times, but pretty solid. But, dude, that swing was... I I just felt bad for him. It's like he swung from his gut. It was literally... I'm going to just move my hands because I have no idea what to, what else to do. <laughs> he got caught guessing on a pitch. Verlander threw that sick 12 to 6 curveball mm-hmm. and he just he just flung his hands out there, you know, like like a 7-year-old in little league who has no business being out there, whose dad never took the time to show him how to hold the bat. You know whose curveball I always thought was super nasty? Barry Zito. He had the best 12, as far as break. Yeah, because you could see it. He had the most break on that 12 curveball. And people are like, oh, the the ball curves. I was like, no, it doesn't. And then that dude would throw a ball, and it literally just, like, zigzagged. It went whoop, whoop. Yeah, he had a he had a great the problem the problem the reason Barry Zito fell off so quickly was because he started losing miles per hour on his fastball mm-hmm. very rapidly. So then there was no difference in speed between the fastball and the curveball. So hitters can just sit on the on the fastball. Yeah, whatever. That's way inside baseball. But that's where we're at. Yankee game is tonight at seven o'clock. I will be here. Um, I was supposed to be doing the other, the Nerdo show tonight, but I got to pass on that because it's game seven. Hard pass. Yeah. I'm, I'm a little nervous. Game sevens have not been kind to you, to the Yankees yeah. since the wild card era. We've won one and lost three, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. I think one of those, you we lost, lost the to 2001 the to the Diamondbacks. No, Marlins was in six, dude. No way. We beat you in six. Told you, man. Look, I'm a terrible baseball fan. Yeah. Like, terrible baseball Marlins fan. Marlins was in six. So, what are your chances? What are the chances do you think the Yankees win tonight and that they can oh, get... Oh, we're going to get killed in the World Series. They're going to get destroyed by the Bro- by the, the Dodgers. By the Rodgers. By the Rodgers. They're going to yeah. get... Listen, I've not watched a lot of the Dodgers. Uh-huh. I have no idea who most of those guys are. Uh-huh. But 
we're gonna have to face Clayton Kershaw twice and you Darvish twice. <laughs> Maybe we win one of those four games if uh-huh. we're really lucky. Fredo thinks that the that we're gonna get a classic playoff Kershaw choke. I hope he's right. But man, if we make it, we're gonna get killed by the Dodgers. I'd say um, I put our chances winning tonight sixty forty. Okay, all right. That those are respectable. Yeah. Okay. Sixty forty. All right. Because we have so much time on our hands, we're able to watch a lot of fall TV at work. So Yeah, on lunch break in my car. <laughs> oh, yeah, sure. Lunch break. Okay, yeah. Yeah, definitely at lunch break. <laughs> Please don't check my IP. There are a few shows that are more comic-oriented that are out there, and some that aren't. Some of them, I ha- I'm the only person that has seen them. Some of them, both Black and I have seen them. Some of them, Black has seen them. So, first up... We've talked about this show previously on this. On we've talked about this show previously on this show. That just sounds weird to say. Yeah. The Inhumans. I watched a whopping forty-five minutes of it. Black has given it some more time. Yeah. I the only the only episode I'm missing is last night's. Okay. I, I didn't. I haven't seen last night's yet. The show is very poorly acted for the most part. There are a couple of people who do a good job. Like the guy who plays Karnak. I mean, he's been on on some big shows before. He, he was, was on Lost. Lost. I never saw Lost, but I heard he did a good job there. Uh-huh. He's been on other things. He was a uh, Jun Tao in Rush Hour. No way. Yeah, he was Jun Tao in Rush Hour. He does a good job. Uh-huh. The guy who plays Gorgon is awful. Black Bolt, meh. He's not talking. He doesn't his, talk. His facial expressions convey what you want them to convey, so mm-hmm. he's not doing a bad job. Ra- uh, Ewan, whatever, however you say his name, Ramsey yeah. Bolton from Game of Thrones plays Maximus. He, he's, I think he's a terrific actor, so... I have no complaints about him. That is my dog in the background, by the way. Uh, what I, the character I've been most interested in, and really the only reason why I've continued to watch the show, has been Medusa. Really? Yeah, I've seen the actress in other other things before. She was you, in Ballers. You mentioned she was in Ballers. I haven't seen that. She was in this show called Breakout Kings on A and E some time ago that I thought she did a terrific job in. So, did you see the end of episode one or two? No. Okay, so you know how we all shit on her wig when we saw the. The fucking trailers yeah, and all yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, at the end of episode one or two, I don't remember which one, they shave her head. Good. I don't know. I'm curious to find out if that's like a a post-production change that they made. I mean, I doubt it because all these subsequent yeah, episodes, no, she's no, got no, her no, head no. changed. Yeah. Or maybe they saw what the wig looked like and they were like, uh, we need to buy some time until we come up with a better way to do her hair. Well, I think that's kind of it. So they probably realized how extensive it was to try to digitally do her hair throughout a whole season of... Um, of this show and they were like you know what we are going to get rid of her hair because if we can build it into the plot we don't have to pay for it in cg yeah i mean probably because it was it looked awful she looks so much better than she did with the hair without yeah. the, without the hair okay good the girl who plays crystal is atrocious okay yeah Atro- i mean dude atrocious i've seen better acting from your phone laying there it's i mean pobrecita She's bad. Anyway, the show does enough with the plot mm-hmm. around the Medusa points to keep you interested. Okay. Not by much. Okay. You know, it's not something that like, oh my God, I got to watch on Friday night. Like, I'll watch yeah. whenever I have some downtime. But. Well, I think, you know, what's really funny is that I, when you mentioned that it was on last night, I thought to myself, man, it was on a Friday night. Usually, Friday night's the shit night. Like, that's the one... Uh, Friday, Saturday nights are the ones where if your show sucks, that's where they're you going Friday, Saturday night. And then I realized that the game really has changed because if these networks, right, they still have to pay for, they still have to get sponsors to buy their slots. And so the TV shows have to be good. But these networks can now put 
high-end shows on Friday and Saturday yeah, night you think- not care about how many people are watching them because everyone's going to watch it on, on, on some kind of on-demand platform, whether sure. they DVR it, whether they watch it on Hulu, whether, you know, they're still going to watch it. Here's the thing. If I don't catch something live, it is definitely, I'll watch it the next day or two days later. Yeah, the only know? thing, we've talked about this before, the only thing I'm interested in catching live is sports. Yeah. I, I don't want to watch anything else live because I, I don't want to sit through commercials. Exactly. One thing that's annoying the shit out of me is on Hulu Live, which I'm paying fucking $40 a month yeah. for since I don't have cable. They've programmed in to where you can't fast forward during commercials yeah. on certain shows. So go fuck yourself because I'm paying you $40 a month already. Why do you need to pump me with commercials? Whatever. That's very minimal. It's not on every show. So I kind of, I'll deal with it. Yeah. All right. So so that was Inhumans. Uh, Gifted <laughs> is also a show that a I don't show. watch. For those of you who don't know, Gifted is a Fox vehicle in centered in the x-men universe uh-huh. so it is kind of like your agents of shield right it's the first show it's supposed to tie into the major x-men movies like they mention it they mention that the x-men have been missing and this and that and the other um the you know they have a lot of the characters that comic fans would recognize you know they got polaris they got thunderbird blink mm-hmm Jamie Chung plays Blink. And then they got some other guys that, you know, you have no idea who they are. They're probably fabricated for the show. It's very heroes-ish, right? You get kind of get that feeling. It's not like Save the Cheerleader, Save the World-ish. Mm-hmm. But it's got, like, the dad who worked for the government who now has to protect his kid who's a mutant or whatever. But it's good. The It's well acted for the most part. The scripting, the pacing so far has been pretty spot on. So I'm enjoying it. Fairy, I think Fairy's watched it too. And she's, you know, she's been pretty into it. Mm-hmm. It's, uh, it's entertaining. It, again, it gives you enough every week for you to keep coming back. Okay. A little bit more so than what Inhuman. I'm going to check it out just because of what you just said. Lucifer. Okay, this is a show that I've, I've not caught up on the new season. I've seen past seasons and past episodes. I do not watch it religiously, but I know the premise. I like the actor a lot. And I will tell you this: this is one of those shows where when I saw the preview that with the first episode the pilot episode oh i thought it was gonna be crap. i thought it was going to be hot toddy garbage and i am really happy that it's worked out really well it's a really fun show yeah dude he does a fucking fantastic job of playing lucifer yeah just the way the way they wrote that role and the way he he executes it is is just really nice the the guy who plays chloe's husband mm-hmm. he does a good job the chloe chick ah, she does all right she grows yeah, on me. I, my favorite, my favorite character on the show is Maze. Yeah, by a million miles. And this, the, actually, the most recent episode, mini spoiler alert, was was a really Maze centric episode. She oh, was, nice. She wasn't in the first few of the season. I think it's because she was actually pregnant or oh. some shit like that. Well, Mazel Tov. Yeah. Um, I could be wrong. I have to check that out later. Then I rescind my Mazel Tov. She's my favorite character on the show. They brought. The dude who played Superman in Smallville, mm-hmm. he's a character on Lucifer right oh, now. Oh, Tom Welling? Yeah, Tom Welling. Nice. Tom Welling. He's doing a kick-ass job. Okay, kick-ass cool. Kick-ass job, man. I, my guess is that he's going to turn out to be the big bad for the season. Okay. he's not. That's not what his role is right now on the show, mm-hmm. but I'm, I'm, I'm that, that's my guess, that he's okay. the big bad. So Lucifer's a good show. You guys should check it out. It's a really awesome show on Fox. Speaking of Fox, Fox is trying to hit another one out of the park with Batman. But not really Batman, because it's Jim Gordon. So it should have been called Gordon. I really think it should have been called Gordon. Actually, this, I know, again, spoiler alert for those of you who watched and are, are not caught up. Half doesn't watch, so whatever. This season, Bruce Wayne is dressed up. Yeah, I saw that. And <laughs> there's no cape. There, there's no cape. He's got mm-hmm. some kind of weird mask. 
but they are they are progressing the story. Things that I've I found a little peculiar about Gotham. I watched the first. I almost watched the first season, and I liked it. I thought it was cool. I really thought that, man, and this is probably me, that they they tried to work Bruce in a little bit too much. Into and, like everything, yeah. Yeah. They kind of pull back on that. When you get to season two, mm-hmm. the show really does become a lot more about Jim Gordon mm-hmm. and his involvement. And, I, and, I, and I the love the guy they picked for Jim Gordon. Like I he's, actually, he's the reason I almost didn't watch the show. Really? I couldn't well, fucking... You, I think you weren't an OC fan? I think he's an overactor. I think okay. he's an awful... At least I thought so in the beginning. And even mm-hmm. now, just some of his like expressions, like when he snarls, it's like you're, you're not very convincing. Mm-hmm. But they've the writers of the show have gotten progressively better. Mm-hmm. Uh, the season two Rise of the Villains or whatever was so good, so so good. Did they have the the what was it the owls the court of, court owls? of owls? Hell yeah, that, that story- was a, that was a great storyline in the comics. And I'm not a huge DC, DC comic fan, but that was a great storyline in the comics. By the way, sidebar. Listen, I know you all hate it when we sidebar. So apparently dc the, metal is no going? Oh. the batman the batman story right now the one with catwoman and batman and the marriage oh huh you need to read that yeah okay off a sidebar back to back to gotham so yeah the seasons have gotten progressively better my again my favorite character on this show happens to be the guy who plays riddler i think we may have talked about this before yeah we talked about how how the villains were so good the guy who plays He's the penguin the guy who plays riddler so good so this season they introduced solomon grundy which mm-hmm. was a, a cool little addition to it so they, they've done a good job of building the universe around him without so heavily involving him. Now, as he's gotten, as the actor's gotten older, they start to do that more and more. Like I said, they got him in a costume. Yeah. And he's going around trying to fight crime and shit. Well, they were going to have to at some point. Yeah. I mean, are they going to pull a Tom Welling and never put him in a cape? I think that was the original decision for the show. I, th- I think I remember reading that. But I, I feel that the, the writers have realized that you cannot have... You can only delay it for so long. You can't pull a small one and wait 10 years to put him in the cape. Yeah. It's just... You can't. You, you'll, you'll ruin the show. They're building to, to that right now. We'll see where they go with it. In the meantime, it's a very fun show to watch. And, man, this last episode ended on some shit that you're like, God, I cannot believe we're about to... Like, it just... It opened up a lot of possibilities. Yeah. That, that I, think, I think it's probably one of the best shows comic shows on right on now. television yeah nice but the better one my name is barry allen and i am the fastest man alive but flash everyone keeps talking about it i am a staunch cw hater so i don't watch the green arrow i don't watch flash i don't you know what i haven't watched arrow at all for being kind of a a nerdy comic book kind of guy i really do shit on a lot of comic book television it's because you're a purist dude Maybe I am. You're like, I read the comics. I, I will. I'll read the comics, and I think that they're fun. I do get a, a... Maybe this is me, and maybe my mind's just not good enough. But I do get a little bit more confused when it comes to DC and their timeline and their Flashpoint and all that shit than, I, than more than I do with Marvel. But that's a me thing. But anyway, Flash, I've heard it's such a great show. I've seen clips on YouTube. It looks cool. There, there are a few things about Flash's production that I can't get over sometimes. It seems very villain of the weeky to me, and I could be absolutely wrong. No, I, I mean, the show the show is a procedural, right? It yeah. has the villain of the week, and you got to figure it out, and, and it hits a lot of the same beats over and over. Mm-hmm. But they tend to have always an overarching theme, storyline, like yeah. a bigger plot uh-huh. inside the villain of the week thing. So, like, last year they ended with, the anti-flash or flash being the bad guy right well yeah they they had savitar and what happened was he was a when whenever flash runs in time mm-hmm. he creates a time remnant 
like a fucking spectral version of himself. And this is where I get confused. So he, so this particular time remnant sacrificed himself to save Flash in an explosion. He got fucked up. Whatever. It's very convoluted, but it was awesome. Because, you know, you have Grant Gustin, the guy who plays Flash, and he's playing these multiple roles of himself or multiple versions of himself. And you kind of see his range as an actor. And this season, the way they're kind of building it is they have the big bad in the background and he's manipulating the villain of the week situation and they don't know he exists yet so okay oh but it's not it's not the sauron guy so no it's the it's the thinker i don't know who the thinker is this is probably one of the reasons i enjoy the show so much i think i read maybe two flash comics in my life and I've never read any. I've never read any of the seminal ones. Like I never read Flashpoint. I saw the Flashpoint animated movie. Yeah, yeah. But I've never read them extensively, so I'm going into it without any prior knowledge. Okay. So I get to enjoy it just as for the for the mm-hmm. worth of the show. Yeah. See, I can't do that. I'd I'd see somebody on screen and be like, oh, that's a Flash character. Let me look them up and find out their history and then figure out things. Well, yeah, no, I'll do that. Like I I went in and I looked up like who's fuck a Savitar and who's you know yeah, Zoom yeah, 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 yeah. or whatever. So I did that post mortem but it's you know at that point i've already watched the show so the fuck do i care okay you know uh to kind of wrap up on the cw shows i don't watch legends of tomorrow but one little factoid that i thought was going to be interesting is on the next season of that show they're going to include the constantine character from the constantine show is that that show's show's not on anymore no they they canceled it after one season unfortunately i really enjoyed that show Uh, i thought it was a shame that they canceled it the guy does such an amazing job with that character much fucking better than Keanu Reeves did in the sh- in the movie. Yeah, in the movie. Everybody liked the movie. The movie's fine. I'm not hating on the movie. This you know guy what? was a lot better. He looked more like the character in the yes, comics. He did. Yeah, the blonde hair, the cigarette smoke. The thing that I I always wondered was that were they going to bring him into Lucifer because he because of the supernatural elements or whatever. Yeah, and Lucifer is a is a Vertigo comic. Is character. a Vertigo comic, and Constantine was part of Vertigo comics. Also, are they? Will they ever? And I doubt they will. But will they ever let Preacher roll over into that too? Like, they were all kind of in that same imprint, that same universe. Yeah, I never read any of those comics either. But I know that he he did a kick-ass job on the show. I might be tempted to check out Legends of Tomorrow just because he's going to be on it. I saw one episode of that show, and that shit's it was worse than Inhumans. Um, <laughs> It gave me no reason to want to continue watching it. But he's really good. No, I may check that out. We have your a show that you were really into. Dude, Rick and Morty. I just want some fucking Szechuan sauce. And I didn't get any when they came out a couple weeks ago. I'm so... So Rick and Morty was a show that I stumbled upon, actually. I was just kind of dicking around. And I was, they, this show, and I kept hearing about it. Oh, Rick and Morty. It's such a smart show. It's such a smart show. And then I realized that Dan Harmon was part of the creating crew, and he created things like Community, and I loved Community. That's where um, Donald Glover, a.k.a. Childish Gambino, a.k.a. Miles Morales' uncle in the new Spider-Man universe, that's where he got his real big break. But some people will tell you, no, he got his big break on 30 Rock because he was writing for 30 Rock at some point. But yeah, whatever, fuck it. So... Anyway, Community was a hilarious show, and I loved it. So once I figured that out, I was like, all right, I'm going to give this a shot. And so I watched a couple episodes of Rick and Morty, and then I got addicted. And this show is fucking awesome. It's funny. It's quick. It's re- it goes by super quick. The weird part was is that I was watching just the episodes. You know, I'd watch every week after they, they aired. And then I realized, I read an article, oh, Rick and Morty was done for the season. And I'm, it, that's how quick it went. It was like 10 episodes. 
And I was just like, oh, this sucks, man. I really liked watching Rick and Morty. If you have the time to watch something mindless, but that's pretty smart and just kind of out there, Rick and Morty's it. It's funny. It is genuine. It is new. It is not something that... You've seen before. You've seen before. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, listen. I All of the Nerdos guys are always talking about it. People I run into are always asking me if I watch that show. So it's definitely something I want to check out. It's just the list is so fucking long, dude. There's so many hours in the day. Yeah. Really, lastly, this time was uh, another show that you were very fond of that came back recently. Pretty, pretty, pretty fond of. Yes. What is, what is, Curb. what is Curb Your Enthusiasm? What is it even about? So it's about Larry David, really. And who fucks Larry David? He is the guy who created Seinfeld. Oh, so, Jesus. Yeah, so you, <laughs> I can already tell you're going to like this show. I already don't like this show. So it is Larry David's life, basically. Okay. And it's a lot of just funny interactions and things that very much like Seinfeld were, it's a show about nothing, but it's about everything at the, all at the same time. So it's like this like this podcast. Yeah, basically. It awesome. is, except it's a lot funnier and <laughs> way more lucrative. Sure. So it is a great show. I've been watching it. I've been watching the new season. And it so is, what happened? They they went on something like a hiatus. Yeah, yeah or they something? go on hiatus after a while. You know, Larry David's been very iffy. I remember, I think it was last year. No, the last, not last season, but the season before. That's where they did their kind of impromptu Seinfeld reunion, where they had all the Seinfeld cast back on there and everything, and it was it was really good. But Larry David, just like any other HBO show, they work on a different timetable. They don't work on a seasonal timetable. They work on their own. Yeah, they can they can make it whenever they want. They know exactly. people will go back and watch. Exactly. So they're back for a new season. It's really exciting. It's really funny. It's fresh. He's been spending most of the the season right now in in a disguise because he wrote a play making fun of the Ayatollah, and so the Ayatollah put a um, what is that a, a, a fatwa fatwa on him, meaning that. Islam like a hex? No, like a, like the Islam should kill him. Oh, oh, like a bounty. Yeah, nice. And so he's been wearing this this ridiculous costume until until he realized that women like dangerous men, and so he stopped wearing the costume because everybody knows that he has a fatwa on him, but he's out there anyway. So then he gets Elizabeth Banks. Oh, she's so hot. Dude. Yeah. Well, that becomes his boo. So. It was it was pretty funny. I'm excited for it. I can't wait to see where it goes. If you get a chance, you could watch it. I don't know if it's your thing though. It already the face you're giving me makes it seem like it's not your thing. Well, I just I wasn't a Seinfeld fan, so that's not a great start. Okay. But you know, I mean, I'm always willing to to give. Some, listen, if I sat through the first hour of Inhumans, I, I guess I can watch you know an episode or two of Curb to see to see if uh, if I like it. So, do you have any personal opinion on Toys R Us filing for Chapter 11 bankruptcy? Oh, boy. I have been waiting to talk about this since this shit aired. So, for those of you who may not know, I spent a very large portion of my adult life working for Toys R Us. Where a kid can be a kid. Yeah, 10 years. I don't wish that job on anybody. Diez años. Particularly October, November, and December. It is awful. October, November, y December. Yeah, I think they got it. Okay. This is my bit on that. Toys R Us uh, has gone over... The, in the time I was there, I started there in 2005. In the time I was there, they went through like three or four different CEOs that they brought, kept bringing in from different companies. It's privately owned. I don't know if you knew that. It's not, well, no, I it's didn't not, know that. It's not publicly also, traded. Also, they don't have a board. No, and it's not publicly traded. So their, their big push every time they would bring in a new CEO was what they could do to lower costs and lower expenses so that they could launch their IPO so all these people could retire with their golden parachute. So, of course... 
easiest way to lower costs is by lowering personnel. So that's why when you walk into a Toys R Us store, you can never find anybody. The people you do find are getting paid pretty much minimum wage to work really fucking hard. And then they, they started opening those little boutique like outlet and express mm-hmm. stores. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I thought that that was going to be the thing that was going to save them because somebody with the right vision for those would have been able to capitalize on that, right? So I worked, the last one I worked at was the outlet one in Sawgrass. As you know, Sawgrass Mills Mall has a very particular client base. It's tourists. Yeah, they're all not from this country. You, as a business, if you're there, your strategy should be to cater to your client base. I fought tooth and nail every day for the two years that I was there. Every time somebody would come walk my store, I get pushed back because why did I have this stuff there if that's not always called for on the on the layout or the planogram or whatever? And I would have to present my figures and show them that my sales were better than their stupid plan and this and that. And every time they would roll over that position, the new idiot would come in and give me the same bullshit speech. When they went, I was present when the vice president of the company went to go walk the outlet store over in Coral Gables, Mm -hmm. the one next to the Hooters. And he was brand new vice president. They just brought him in. And he was talking about how, you know, he wants all those outlet stores to be just like the big stores. And this is why Toys R Us is failing. Because... The mentality, this cookie cutter mentality, which makes it really easy to... To expand. No, not only to expand, but it makes it really easy to, to, to quote unquote, hold people accountable, right? You walk into a store, it doesn't look the way we want it to look. You're a bad at your job, right? That's very easy. It's very easy to manage that, but it's not conducive to creating sales. My client in Sawgrass Mills isn't the same client she has in Coral Gables. It's not the same people that they have in the, in the plantation mm-hmm. little express store. So the idea should have been, how do we cater that to our community? Make this a community store. People from this community like to walk in here and they, it's tailored to them. And these fucking morons just didn't get it. And I think that's endemic to a, a bigger problem that we see not only in business, but in sports and pretty much most professions. You get new management and you bring them in and you don't bring them in from a fresh source. You bring a guy who failed at another company. Right, who either got fired or left for more money. But if he was that good at that place, he wouldn't have fucking left, dude. Nope. So you get the Walmart guy who comes to Best Buy, uh, to Toys R Us with the fucking same shitty Walmart ideas and then leaves Toys R Us to go to Target with the same shitty ideas. And they just recycle these people. And they do the same thing with football coaches and baseball yeah. coaches. Yeah, you know, you're absolutely right. This guy fails in Chicago. We're going to bring him to Miami. He fails in Miami. We're going to take him to Denver. He fails in Denver. And then you just recycle the same people and you don't get fresh ideas you don't get a fresh perspective and that's why so many of these businesses are failing that's why amazon's sticking it all their butts from this last time i stick it in you because they can't they can't compete they just they're they're stuck in this in this muck of fucked up old school way of thinking and they can't get they can't get over it they think their way is the only way and that's why they're at where they're at luckily for them they filed for chapter 11 so they get to pay back this shit cents on the dollar. Since they're not publicly traded, they don't they don't have to worry about, you know, answering to shareholders or anything like that. And they get to kind of decide their plan, their payment plan for their debtors or whatever, uh, because they get to hold on to the they get to be their own creditors until yeah. the bankruptcy is resolved. So it's it's bullshit, man. But, you know, I I would hope just because it's such an institution that it survives this. But I mean, I won't be I won't be shedding a tear about it if they don't, because they're gonna keep doing the same shit. They're gonna keep paying people, you know, eight bucks an hour, eight twenty five an hour to 
unload these fucking trucks in this super hot storerooms, right? For four hours, eight hours a week for the whole year to promise them that, hey, once Christmas comes, you know, you'll get paid and we'll pay you, you know, you'll get your hours or whatever. And then they hire a hundred people, you know, for three months. Don't train them. You don't have the time to train them. You don't have the time to do anything. You just throw them out there. And then the people who you had who've been there all year now have to share their hours with these other people who've been hired w- way too early because there's no way to hire 100 people just in December. So you hire them in September, you know what I mean? And so that your people are still not getting the hours that they've been promised. It's, it's, a, it's a fucked up system, dude. It's shitty. And this is why they're This sounds they're awful. It's a fucked up job, dude. When, I remember when that show Dirty Jobs was popular. I used to tell Ferry all the time. I wish to God that dude would show up at my store. Now show that <laughs> motherfucker a dirty job. I ever tell you about the time when uh when I was running the Kendall one and I had a corporate walk and we had the display playhouses out front. Did I tell you about that? No. So we had the display little playhouses out front and the guy walks up and uh, he was looking at my signage and shit like that. And he looks in one and someone, you know, some dudes, all his worldly possessions were inside one of my playhouses because he would camp there you know at night i didn't know i didn't you know i didn't realize that shit because you know we put the signs up we never went in there who would have thought to to look in there corporate guy says he was the regional vice president he was like oh just take all that shit and throw it out and he you know when he comes back and he sees it gone he you know he'll leave and he'll get the message yeah he'll understand listen you shouldn't be here so i had to send one of my kids in there to dump all this dude's fucking dirty shit and then, lo and behold, there's a, you know, needle, right? Like, I'm paying this kid seven seventy five an hour to move some homeless dude's drug paraphernalia and his clothes and all this other stank-ass shit. Like, it was, that's, that's that job. You know what I mean? Yeah, and that sucks, So, it, it boggles my mind when, I, when I'm at my current place of employment, which I will not divulge. And uh, we pay base level of employees, and we're paying them $15 an hour. And they're sitting, and they're in air conditioning and shit like that, and they're complaining. And I'm like, dude, let me take you to a Toys R Us in December and holla at me. Let me put you on a register for 20 minutes yeah, at a for Toys R Us in December. See if you don't complain about these $15 an hour you're making. That shit drives me crazy. <laughs> it, it drives me fucking crazy, dude. Whatever. It is what it is. I'm out of there. So sucks for y'all who's still there. Much love for y'all, though. Steph, you got to get out of there, baby. Fight the good fight. I've got nothing on Toys R Us. It's where a kid can be a kid. And I figure that a photo of you shooting a giraffe in the back of the head, double tap, tap, tap. Oh, should be, should be following. I'm gonna have, have Steph draw that so we can that put on the statement. Instagram. Hell yeah! Because you, you seem to have very uh, passionate opinions about this. Yeah, dude, I have. I do definitely do have some decent memories just of people and shit that I worked with over there. But many more of those are of the unpleasant variety. So that was Toys R Us, man. And uh, we'll see what they do about this uh, bankruptcy. More likely than not, like always, the the. The ground level employees will suffer, and you know, Bain Capital and all these other dudes, they'll be fine. Yeah, of course. Yeah, they'll be fine. Speaking of people who will suffer, and people the, who will be fine, the frontline people who will suffer, and then the high ups who will be fine. Obamacare, or as Trump likes to call it, Devil Care. I can't believe that guy created this. Uh, he wasn't even born in this country, and now I'm going to get rid of it. Yeah, this guy, this this Trump guy, man, he is on a one man tirade to just erase eight years of what Obama did. And if that doesn't scream, uh, hey, maybe he might be a little bit on the racist side. 
I don't know what does. The thing that's interesting about his his crusade to undo those eight years is that you're pandering to the base of people who who support that, right? Who hated Obama and didn't matter what he did. He's they, not my president. Yeah, they were so they were totally dead set against it. However, what I've got to what I've got to believe is that ultimately, as these policies start to take effect. And not even policies, because he's not enacting legislation. He's just signing executive orders and shit like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But as these changes start to take effect, the fallout from that and the backlash and how it affects those those people, you know, you've got to think that at some point they're going to look back and be like, holy shit, we fucked up. No, they won't. No, right. Um, that was wishful thinking on my part. They won't. These are the same type of people who I assume will find some other excuse or some kind of... Uh, created conspiracy theory to tell you that no 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 this is this is good for us i the coal miners who are losing their health benefits this is good for us you know or the people who are getting their their food stamps this is good for us yeah you know what it also goes back to and i i hate to say this it also goes back to the fact that some of these people are probably or most of these people are probably white and they're like this isn't gonna happen to us yeah well listen to start from the beginning on it so if you guys don't know what happened is trump signed an executive order that cut the subsidies that insurance companies were receiving uh, subsidy payments that would then effectively lower everybody's premiums so right now um, the congressional budget office has reported is that the initial impact of that won't be actually felt by the poorest of americans that the middle class is going to feel that because we're going to have to pick up the tab you know to cover those premium changes until this whole thing balances itself out but what i found fascinating about that is that Trump, during the campaign trail, and even after the presidency, uh, spent a lot of time talking about how all that the Republicans had to do was let Obamacare fail on its own, let it implode, and then go from there. You know, I said from the beginning, let Obamacare implode and then do it. So, question is, why would he say that and then immediately do the one thing or one of the few things that could cause it directly to implode we talked about it a little bit off off it, air what you have to say it about was, that it wasn't happening it wasn't happening fast enough so you have a lot of moving parts going on right now you have the midterms coming up you have him dying to get something passed through through the house because until the, until now he hasn't really done much you know he's got what a a supreme court justice like congrats um he can't even fill out his cabinet his, his cabinet and the departments that he needs to fill out so what he did was it wasn't dying fast enough. They, his belief is that it was dying, is that these subsidies were just kind of life support for, for lack of better terms, I guess, life support for this Obamacare. And he felt that the thing he had to do because the Republicans and the Democrats or the Republicans couldn't create something that would get them somewhere in healthcare world, he had to just pull the plug and say, you guys, now you really have to fix it. If I didn't cut the CSRs, they wouldn't be meeting. They'd be having lunch and enjoying themselves, all right? They're right now having emergency meetings to get a short-term fix of health care, where premiums don't have to double and triple every year like they've been doing under Obamacare. Because Obamacare is finished. It's dead. It's gone. It's no longer... Don't You shouldn't even mention It's gone. There is no such thing as Obamacare anymore. You know, because if I... 
I came in and I said, listen, your, your Lego toy set, I like the way it's set up, but you need to move a couple pieces. You couldn't decide what to do. So he comes in, he just destroys the whole thing and says, here, now you fix it. And I, and I think that's what he did. And you, what's really funny is you're going to see some people who will look at that and be like, yeah, he needed to do that. He, they applaud him for that kind of behavior. And that's where you get those hardliners, that 38, 39% of people that have that approve that give him that, that approval. You know, that's basically what he needs. That's his base. And they wanted him to go in there to, to I guess, you know, mess shit up, like to just yeah, throw again, it all around. It's just it's just because they were so anti Obama mm-hmm. that they that they applaud anything that he does he can do to un to mm-hmm. undo God sucks. There is there is a there's something to be said though about the fact that if your people, employees, whomever it is, aren't getting the job done the subtle way, that you need to make a drastic change. As a manager, let me ask you this. As a manager, if you had an issue or a concern or you guys needed to do something, right? You needed to meet some kind of quota. And you subtly tried to use the normal leadership roles. You know, hey, guys, I'm going to motivate you. I'm going to do my best. We're going to incentivize you, blah, 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 right? Nothing got done. But then you walk in that next day and you pull an Alec Baldwin. You walk in and you say, You call yourself a salesman, you son of a bitch? I don't got to listen to this shit. You certainly don't, pal. Because the good news is you're fired. The bad news is you've got all you've got just one week to regain your job, starting with tonight. Starting with tonight's sit. Then those people start to work. Was it the best way? Probably not. But it was a way to get them motivated to actually work. And guess what happened the next day? Or was it two days later? Two days later. Two days later, something, it wasn't there before, but something came out and there was a bipartisan deal and everyone was super happy about it now trump has since walked it back after he said that he was okay with it which is typical trump but in that time you got something done now look i am not a a trump supporter by any stretch of the imagination however i will tell you that certain tactics work at sometimes and sometimes these individuals these politicians that we always really really hate on need to be told what's what and they need to ha- they need to put a fire under their ass to do something right i I don't disagree. Here's okay. my here's my only comeback to that uh-huh. is as a manager, if I'm trying to motivate my associates to do something, mm-hmm. ultimately that is to the benefit of your customers, right? Because you're well, not necessarily. No, that's not always to the benefit. Of yeah, customers. in the in in any customer service industry, your your goal is to take their money, and if you want their money, you've got to give them a product or a service that they appreciate. That's just the way it works. They either really need it or really want it, right? Okay. When they have all these choices of where to go for these goods and or services, you've got to provide it in a better way, or you've got to at least paint it that you're providing it in a better way. But regardless, taking care of the customer is a direct byproduct of what you're doing. In this particular situation, you're, you may be motivating the employees, but you're shafting the customers, dude. You're leaving millions of people already without healthcare. Mm-hmm. And it's gonna get even worse with his with the budget cuts and mm-hmm. the tax cuts and the people getting off Medicaid yeah. and all this shit. So that strategy works fine if your end goal is going to produce profit for your company. Yeah. This is only this is not producing profit for the company, which is America. This is only producing profit for certain private citizens, the the, the people who get to benefit from this. Okay. That's the problem. Okay, yeah. So what you're doing, I think we're all failing to realize that 
this man is a businessman, whether he was a real estate mogul or not, or whether he failed businesses or not, right? He's a businessman who grew up in the Jack Welsh era, right? Jack Welsh was the CEO of, G, uh, the CEO of GE. He was the guy who would cut the bottom 2% of, in your performance review, if you were part of the bottom 2%, yeah, two or I think it was a two percent. Yeah, you would get fired. Like so long, sayonara. And GE during that time posted the biggest profits and the biggest gains anyone had ever seen. Okay. So Jack Welsh has been looked at as this god of leadership and business acumen and all of that, right? What you're looking at is you have to look at these individuals, and especially when it comes to these business people, right? Not the politicians. The politicians are completely different. But you have to look at the individuals, the business people, the Donald Trumps, the guys he's bringing in. They all grew up in the era of Jack Welsh. Jack Welsh had a very idealistic and a very, I guess, sought-after way of leading. He's doing kind of the same thing. He's going in and he's saying, listen, guys, you're not getting the job done. You're in the bottom 2%. I'm going to get you all fired because if I cut these subsidies, all of your constituents are going to go vote for somebody else. Whether it be another Republican that might jump on there, a more more extreme Republican that might jump on there, or a Democrat. But they're going to go for somebody I, else. I don't think the guy thinks that far ahead. I, I, just, I just think... That this country I think is that he waging. Have to. I think he I has think, people that do it for him and help him out, and he just puts in that input. Those people are all waging a war on poor people. And if you thought for any minute any different, mm. listen to this explanation by one of these talking f- heads on Fox News about healthcare and poor people. What this payment, what these payments did, where they paid for the co-pays and deductibles for the most vulnerable of Americans, right? Those who couldn't afford it. What ends up happening here is because the law requires these insurers to pay this money, this money is going to get paid. But in return, that money is going to be sort of deflected onto those of us who can afford to pay more for health insurance. So what you're going to do is middle class families, small business owners, you know, working class individuals who could barely afford to make payments in the exchange market are going to end up paying more and that's the bad deal what's the motivation if, if, if these forever. are if these are the you know the the, the poorest americans who, who are getting their co-pays and things like that covered what's the motivation for them to try to live a healthier lifestyle i mean if it doesn't cost them anything to go to the doctor what's the motivation all right so when i played this for you earlier mm-hmm. you said you didn't necessarily disagree with that i don't i don't i (laughs) i kept you from expanding on that first (laughs) so i wouldn't punch you in the face and second so that we can listen to it on the air together so go ahead all right so while i i don't wholeheartedly believe that what he's saying is the best way to say it or what he's saying is 100 percent absolutely true right i live and work in an environment where i see things like this okay there are individuals who, yes, if you give them something free, you are not empowering them to become better. What you are is you're enabling them to continue to live the way they will, right? So to a certain extent, there is a long, I guess, I don't want to call it a conspiracy theory, but there is a long kind of whispered about, uh, I guess, undercut for the Democrats where, where the Republicans will say, listen, you, the lower income communities, they're not trying to empower you. They're trying to enable you to keep you exactly where you're at so you will keep coming back to them for everything you need. I'm not going to tell you that that's everybody. That's not everybody who lives in a low-income housing. That's not everyone who, who lives under the poverty line, which are way too many in this country, right? But I will tell you that at some point, there are certain individuals who are part of that group who do sit back and say, hey, listen, you know what? I'm. This is it. Like I, I don't need to do anything because 
you know, I, I'm given everything. I don't, I don't need to worry about it. It's fine. Why would I want to do it? There are people who won't go out to get jobs because if they do, it then affects the way they get their reimbursements and the way they get their free money and the way they get their free, I guess, services. Now, so I don't come off as a complete asshole on this. I believe that everyone is entitled to get services. There should be nobody dying in the street. There should not be anyone dying in the street at all. And everyone should, affordable healthcare should be for everyone. There should be a way to get it done. These people haven't figured it out. And what boggles my mind is the Republicans haven't figured it out. And they had seven years to figure it or eight years to figure it out. Right. And they still have not done it, which is ridiculous. But still, that's a completely different subject there. This gentleman, I believe what he was trying to say was that why would we give them free health care if they, why would they they wouldn't take care of themselves because we're giving them free health care. So they don't really give a shit. It's like, have you ever rented a car and gotten the insurance? Mm-hmm. Do you drive that car as carefully as you would yours? Absolutely. No. Absolutely. No way. I don't. First of all, you don't rent cars. I don't want to get. No. I don't give a shit. I don't want to get into an accident. Mm-hmm. So my motivation is to not fucking die. And there is only one thing we say to death. Not today. All right, man. So there's a lot to unpack there from what you said. So I'm gonna start with what I think is the, the, the easiest place to start from. The concept that by giving people free health care, mm-hmm. we are not motivating them to, make, to live healthier lives. Enabling. Empowering. Okay. So at the present moment, we do not have free health care, correct? Mm, well, no. To a certain, we have Medicaid and Medicare. Sure. But... The discussion that we're having right now is based on universal health, you know, the, the health care reform yeah. and, and all that. <clears throat> yes. So as our current health care plan stands, mm-hmm. sure, the the lowest income among us get Medicaid, get Medicaid and Medicare. Um, but the rest of us, if we work, we pay into the system, so on and so forth. Mm-hmm. So here's my question. How has that worked out in terms of making people healthy in the country right now? Because last I checked, the CDC says that in three more years, three quarters of this country is going to be obese. Okay. We are a leading country in deaths by heart disease. Yes. Drug overdose. Yes. So where's 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 the motivation there? Because these people knowingly get sick and get fat and get hooked on drugs mm-hmm. and they have to pay for health care. Mm-hmm. And these problems are not only restricted to just poor people, because in okay. Maine, there's shitloads of people dying of opioid overdoses. Yeah. And them white folk ain't exactly living in the hood, you know what I mean? Okay. Well, th- there are rough areas. Of sure. Maine. Sure. Bangor, I've heard, is... Bangarang. Bangor, Maine. Okay. Full, so, of, full, of, full of bloods and crips. Okay, so what you're saying is that we've had insurance that people have paid for, right? And we also had Medicaid and Medicare, right? Uh-huh. But we still, but the that, the fact what I'm saying is that the fact that you have to pay for healthcare does not incentivize anybody to live healthier. There's no okay. statistical All link right. for that. If you wanna, if people are really worried about making people healthy, here's what you do: replace every fucking McDonald's with a small market <laughs> Whole Foods. Okay. Okay. Amazon lower, would love that idea. Lower lower the price of organic milk. 
Because right now, if you go buy... It's like five something. It's like six dollars for a gallon of... No, it's like five forty. Okay, the crappy hormone-filled MacArthur's milk is like four dollars. Yeah. Same thing with eggs. Same thing with mm-hmm. everything else that's chopped, you know, pumped full of hormones and pesticides mm-hmm. and all kinds of shit. Mm-hmm. There's a million different steps that we can take, right, to keep... To help people be healthier without charging them an arm and a leg for premiums on insurance but we're legitimately charging them an arm and a leg because if they get diabetes those come off yeah it's so that's crap so that's part one of the conversation okay hold on okay go ahead so what you were telling me is that even though people have been paying for insurance they have not been incentivized to become healthier correct okay so what's the difference if we give the insurance to them for free okay Uh, here's there's part two what what do you what do you here no no hold on beautiful so Part of what you said was that based on the environment where you work, you see some of these people and they're not motivated to work and so on and so forth because of some, some, not all. Sure. Some. Okay. But but that even, that makes my argument for me. Okay. So some is a smaller number than all. Yes, of course. Right. So when you're talking about getting healthcare for the majority of the country, Mm -hmm. okay, we're only talking about some people. Versus the overwhelming majority. So, yeah, some people may be trying to scam the system, but we're going to punish the entire rest of the country because of some people. So what you're saying is that because some people abuse the system that and I wasn't advocating just destroying the system. I was just revamping it. No, but what I'm I'm saying is is that they need there needs to be a revamp because there are people who are going to. And again, this is a little bit trickier because this isn't so much a system that they are scamming to gain anything. The, the subject we're talking about is about them motiv- being motivated to become healthier so that their overall health and insurance costs go down, right? Yeah, but- so that's an internal thing. That's not an external thing. That's not one of those things where they're trying to scam the system to get an extra check every month or something like that. But, but that precisely. So, but then here's the thing. You're talking about different things as far as, oh, for someone to be healthier. So, all right. So don't stuff your fat face with bacon every day. Be less mm-hmm. fat. Yeah. All right. Fine. But what about in the instances where the people who need health care are because they had pre-existing conditions? Okay. People, I, have, I have nothing against that. Right. But, but... But you can't cherry pick. It's it's not. But it's not about cherry picking. It is at cherry all. picking. You're saying we will will treat you if you have uh, cystic fibrosis. Yes. But if you're fat, Un- unhealthy, fuck you. So <clears throat> perfect. Let me hit you with this metaphor. Sure. You're absolutely right. Somebody who has cystic fibrosis, something that that they genetically had mm-hmm. that they weren't able to overcome or mm-hmm. they they had no control over it right uh-huh. they need to be taken care of they have to be taken care of that's that's just us being decent human beings right however somebody who is fat and i'm gonna give you this i'm gonna hit you with this one an alcoholic uh-huh oh. okay oh, yeah. all right he goes off he drinks he drinks his liver dead he gets put on the transplant plant list he gets a new liver. They tell him, hey, you need to take care of yourself, blah, blah, blah. These costs are incurring because somebody had to pay for all of this stuff, right? Right. Then he goes off and he keeps drinking. Uh-huh. And he keeps doing it again. Mm-hmm. And my spouse has seen this happen a number of times. Sure. Which is where you get into the talk of the death boards, right? The death boards are a group of, quote, unquote, if they were ever, and would be a group of people. The people who decide whether you're worthy or not to get this shit. Yes. Sure. And I believe, I wholeheartedly believe that at some point... You need to tell somebody. They do that already. They have transplant committees that decide if you're if you qualify for a transplant. There's no different. Okay. So 
They it's it's not a it's not like a thing that's gonna appear magically just because you started giving people healthcare. Okay. That already happens. No. No, the, so there's no, no there's no such thing as a transplant committee. I, I'm, I'm sure there are, and uh, but you brother, still... I watched way more than enough House to know how transplant committees work. Did you? <laughs> you just used your base argument of uh, on a fucking show that's been off the air for four years. Do you? Do I know any better? No, I don't. Okay, so you could be absolutely right. Right, you might. There, I'm fairly. I don't know. I'm I'm willing to bet. Okay, I mean, you know what? Let's look it up. Okay, so here's my thing. I, and this is where I think... No, go back to the liver thing. Uh-huh. Okay. No, 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 but that was it. Like, the whole the whole point of the liver thing was that if these people or any kind of transplant or any kind of... Go ahead. University of California, Davis. Mm-hmm. Next, the doctor will present your case to the transplant selection committee. Okay. So, already happens. Awesome. Awesome. Great. So, here's, here's the, the, my retort to the, to the fat dude example. Right. Uh-huh. Let's stipulate that you are you're correct and you got mm-hmm. this one fat guy or this one alcoholic. Mm-hmm. Sorry, it was an alcoholic example. You got this alcoholic who, keep, fat, who keeps drinking his liver into oblivion. Mm-hmm. Okay. As it stands right now, the system has a committee to decide whether or not you're worthy of that transplant or not. Yeah, and if you don't get the transplant, you just get put on dialysis. Right. Which again incurs costs. But here's but here's my question. Do you think that as the system stands right now, mm-hmm. if me or you mm-hmm. went before this transplant committee, mm-hmm. or A-Rod went before this transplant okay. committee, same pattern of behavior, Yeah, who's getting that liver? Oh, of course, A-Rod. But okay. here's the thing. We weren't discussing that. No, but it's part of it. No. If, if everybody, if we have a healthcare system in this country uh-huh. that everybody pays into a pot, Mm-hmm. Based on a percentage of your income or however the hell you want yeah. to do it, right? Okay. And everybody's paying into the pot, and then everybody below the poverty line doesn't have to pay it on you know whatever. There's things you can do to incentivize mm-hmm. that if you want, and just not give them a free ride forever. They have to reapply every five years yeah. or whatever. Yeah, the case yeah. May be. But everybody above the poverty line, which is only 45 million people, in the, not only, but 45 million people in the country live below the poverty line. Everybody else is above it. Yes. There's 350 million people in the country. Yeah. So you have another 300 million people who will have all sorts of assorted health issues mm-hmm. that we're going to deny healthcare so we can fuck over the small percentage of the 45 million who are trying to game the system. It's ridiculous. That doesn't make any sense. Not only that, but here's here's here was the other part of, of the thing I want to tell you earlier. Uh-huh. It is not an exclusive thing to poor people. Yes. To try and cheat the system. Oh, God, no. So I can tell you right now from experience, I have co-workers who, who didn't lose power during the hurricane. Mm-hmm. But still stood in those lines to get that FEMA money. Got that FEMA money. Yeah, man. Got the money from the job, that yep. they, the assistance they were offering. Mm-hmm. And they didn't need that shit. They mm-hmm. were chilling like a villain. No, you're absolutely right. So it's not exclusive to poor people. So, no, to, so the, the, the concept that giving them free health care is going to somehow say, hey, you know what? Go eat yourself to death is bullshit. How about the motivation for people to live a healthier lifestyle is because they want to be healthy. How about the reason they can't be healthy is because mm-hmm. to eat healthy, you got to pay $8 or $6 for milk, right? Mm-hmm. And $20 for a kale fucking salad. And McDonald's is like five bucks to stuff your fat face with a thousand calories. You know what I mean? I understand. There's so many other ways to fix that problem that do not involve sacrificing 
300 something million people's healthcare just because you want to fuck over 45 million people that you think are trying to cheat the system. That's it's it doesn't make any sense, dude. Okay. There's got to be a greater good argument. As a human being, there's got to be a greater good argument in there, doesn't it? I, I mean, I don't know. I, I could be. And you're, you're hearing this from somebody whose alter ego is the <laughs> god of death, dude. Like, so, I welcome the concept of a zombie apocalypse at any moment. And I'm telling you, I think people should have <laughs> access to free health care. It just, or not well, free. I, was, I think everybody should pay into a pot okay. based on a percentage of income. All right. I well, I was never against free healthcare. What I was, what I said, and you, you kind of took it and ran in a couple of different directions. Was that this guy mentioned that giving people free healthcare is not going to incentivize them to get healthier? How is it a different? I'm saying that, and that, I'm telling. Well, that doesn't, all I was saying was that statement. I'm telling you right now, and I'm telling you that, that statement giving, is bullshit. No, because not give they they right they pay for healthcare right now and people are fat and dying of heart attacks exactly and drug and overdoses so giving so, it to them for free is not going to change them but it's going to take care of everybody else but it's not going to change them but who cares about them they're a small percentage of 350 million people i'm telling you right they now they are a small percentage of the entire population I, I of our country i get it and so it's why really are nice. we fucking over 300 million people cuz we're worried about what 45 million people are doing that doesn't make any fucking... The math doesn't add up, dude. Okay. Again, I wasn't telling you that we should fuck over all of these people. What I was saying was... And I was just... Agree- I, and look, I wasn't agreeing with the guy that we should get rid of universal healthcare. What I was saying was, listen, yeah, if you can give people free healthcare, give them pay healthcare, it doesn't matter. If they don't want to have it inside them to get better and to make themselves better, then that's Absolutely. it. That, that's all I was saying. Absolutely, but... He, but- the way he's fr- the way he, if you listen to the clip, uh-huh. the way he frames the argument uh-huh. is that by giving poor people free health care, okay. they're not that you're not giving them a reason to try and live healthy. So the bottom line argument is don't give them free health care. Okay, because so, if you give them free health care, then it doesn't matter anyway. And then yeah, okay. I guess. So if his bottom line argument is don't give them free health care. Mm-hmm. Then that means you're fucking over everybody else who might need that health care just okay. because you're worried about one fat guy All or right, so 100,000 fat guys or 2 million fat guys. So would you then agree to giving everyone free health care in the beginning and then as they got in, they went and saw their doctors and they progressed, if the doctors kept giving them a, uh, a regimen of, hey, you guys need to get healthier, you need to get healthier, you need to get healthier, and then they decided to ignore that and not do it, then would you agree with booting them from the free health care? Because they're essentially anchoring the free healthcare down. Well, I don't think. See, I don't think it should be free healthcare. What I think, like I said, the system should be we all pay okay. into a pot Regardless, based on a percentage too. of income. That too. But hold on, at this point, you're paying into your pot. If you make eight dollars an hour and you're paying mm-hmm. the your fair percentage, mm-hmm. I understand your dollars might be less than my dollars if I'm making fifty yeah. racks a year. Yeah. Then I then I but, just turn the a rod argument back around on you. But. No, but yeah. if we're all paying into the same pot, yes, and we we are entitled to the same health care because we're all paying into the same pot. Yes. There's no a rod argument. Yes, there is because here's the thing: what's going to happen is you can have the people who say you say it's a percentage of your your cost, your right? gross, your gross, income. yeah, fine, that's great. That still doesn't affect the, the hospital bills. So what you're saying is that somebody who makes eight dollars an hour, who pays one dollar from every, or a ten bucks from every paycheck into the, this health, this. Uh, Ray, Ray care, right? Right. Then death care, <laughs> death care. Then the people who make a hundred million dollars and have to pay the holy shit sum 
and put it into this this bill or put it into this pot get the same amount of care as yes. the people who pay. Okay, healthcare but, is a right. But then, it's how is that privilege. fair to the how is that fair to the people who've worked hard and made the money? It's uh, because healthcare isn't about f- fucking. Then it should be free. It's all right, even better. Then it should be free. Then your then your then your rate care is dead. Why is it dead? Because it's why pay into a pot if it's not going to matter? You as again, this is just as a human being, right? Mm-hmm. If I made hundred million dollars a year, yes, okay. Do I look like I'd give a shit if I had to pay a little extra out of my pocket to make sure that schmuckle down the street doesn't die of fucking... Mm -hmm. um, Yeah, and what if that schmuckle down the street is one of these non-compliant patients? And you know that he's got a liver problem. That's his... But what does it matter? Because I'm still paying for it. It's like... No, you're paying into a pot for... Your healthcare, because this is the thing. If you're hold on, hold on. If you're paying into this pot, right? Uh-huh. Especially if you're one of those top one percent people. Yes. You're ensuring that there's universal healthcare, not just for you and your generation, mm-hmm. but for every fucking generation down the road. To me, I understand that that's a very socialist viewpoint, mm-hmm. but I think that there are some things that should be socialized. Okay. The fire department socialized. You don't pay any extra money to have them come answer your fire quicker than than I do, right? Okay. So if you got a fire, they get to you when they get to you. Yeah. If you're sick, you should be able to go to the hospital and okay. it should not bankrupt you. I'm not sitting here telling you that I'm I have every answer, you know, right now. Pretty sure if I thought long and hard enough about it, we could come up with something between you and I. Oh, of course. But I don't think that we should sacrifice the majority of people. Because we're afraid one or two guys are going to scam the system or 100,000 people. Oh, I don't think it's about scamming Or a system. million people. Well, no. The non-compliant guy is taking a, He's not scamming, but he's taking advantage. I mean, right? I would rather not. I would, yeah. So he's not just taking advantage. He's also just not helping out. He's being more of a burden than the guy, the same guy who's running a mile and keeping and keeping himself yeah, healthy. But what about but what about the guy who's, who's you know, makes $100 million and he's paying a shitload of money, mm-hmm. but he's knocked up. Fucking twenty nine starlets in Hollywood. There's twenty nine abortions. How many of those? How many of those people do that? He's got how many of those people? Very small number of those people. So what you're saying is that those small number of those people get to punish now everybody? No, that's very rude of you. How dare you? I'm not. I'm totally. I'm totally with you. Let's take your the the rich guy. Mm -hmm. What if I told you that under Raycare you'd have you'd have some kind of cap, right? So if you make, because obviously if you make. Let's say $100 million. We're not going to tax you 1% of your income. You're going to pay a million dollars into the pot on your own. Yeah. Right? So there's a cap. The cap's out at 50 racks, $25,000 per year or whatever. There's there's ways, I'm sure, that you can maneuver it. We are all going to have to accept the premise that as a a human being trying to look out for the welfare of our fellow human being, some of us are going to have to make sacrifices more than others. It's just that's... You have to be able to accept that. Yeah, but what you're asking is for people who made millions and billions of dollars hustling and working hard and conniving, whether or not it, it was great or, or whether in, or not. Or inheriting yeah, or selling dope. That's fine. And that's, that's fine. They still, hey, if you sell dope, that's work. I mean, have you not seen Narcos? That was a lot of work. Sure. Okay. Absolutely. All right. So they made all of this money and now you want them to say, hey, you need to take care of the little guy. I am saying that don't they, you, can't they just say I take care of the little guy by offering them jobs through the billion dollar company I just built? That oh wow, you don't want to go there with that argument. 
we'll save that for because <laughs> Ferry said that shit to me the other day. I almost lost my mind. What, that they give you jobs? I've worked in retail or otherwise for 15 years. Yes. The one constant I have seen uh-huh. is that every year they cut jobs. Okay. Every year. All right. My current employer, last year, fourth quarter, reported a net earnings of $4 billion. Yeah, because they were able to cut jobs. That's how they do it. And you know what they did this year? They cut jobs. And that was $4 billion fourth quarter alone. That is such a bullshit argument. The number one controllable expense in any company is payroll. So the first place they cut is payroll. payroll. And when you're talking about huge companies like the ones I've worked for, Mm -hmm. when they cut jobs, it's not 10 jobs. It's 1,000 jobs. Mm -hmm. So when my wife gave me that example from her law firm that she works at, and she's like, yeah, this guy hired two associates. That's fantastic. My company cut one one entry-level associate, employee, whatever, per store or per whatever you want to call it. There's 4,500 stores. What are you even talking about? That job creator argument is the biggest, fullest shit thing I've ever heard in my life. Because You're when they get bleeding hearts, when they get, I'm not a bleed. I'm a realist. I've seen it. Bro. I don't. I don't live in fantasy economic books. I've been. The, I'm the man on the street, my dude. I seen it. When those guys get those bonus checks, mm-hmm. they ain't taking that bonus money and reinvesting it in the store to hire more employees, dude. Okay. No, they're taking their bonus check. Now they want another jet. So now they lowered your payroll by another hundred hours. I ran a forty thousand square foot Toys R Us. With 550 hours per week. Damn. Yeah, my dude. Don't. Mm. No, it's mm. nonsense. And this is the largest toy retailer in the country. Well, Amazon's at now. Okay, brick and mortar. Largest brick and mortar toy retailer in the country. Probably Walmart. No. Probably. No. No. Because we'll toys agree are... to disagree. Okay, fine. You got off subject, by the way. I insurance. I, I got a subject. Insurance. You said the job creator thing, and I said don't. And you wanted to. You wanted to insurance. Go but no. But in all seriousness, again, I don't. I'm not sitting here saying that death care or whatever you want to call it <laughs> is a fully fledged out plan, right? Mm-hmm. I, but I, I am confident that the right people under the right circumstances could figure it out. Yeah, hell could yeah, man. Figure something out that will be palatable. Yes. To the majority. Yes. Of our yeah, population. You get into it's th- not going to be palatable for everybody, no. but we can't please everybody. No. I'm pretty sure the, there's con- when, when the Civil War ended, I'm sure those conditions weren't palatable to everybody, but you lost. They're still not palatable to right. people. So, you know what I mean? Like you, you're, not gonna, you're not in the business of pleasing everybody, but as a government, you should be in the business of keeping your citizens healthy. Because that, my friend, will create jobs. Because if you have... This, is, this will be my mentality, right? Let's say you have universal health care, and I hear that a lot of the criticism of the Canadian system mm-hmm. is that then the hospitals get backed yeah, up they get, and they overrun, get overrun. Yeah, yeah, yeah. shit like that. Mm-hmm. Build more hospitals. You build more hospitals, you just created construction jobs, you just created nursing and doctor jobs, mm-hmm. you can fucking put people to school to you know mm-hmm. fill those jobs. And who pays for all of this? What do you mean? Who pays for it? Who pays for the construction job? Who pays for the building of the hospitals? Who pays for the... The doctors who pays for the nurses. You're, you're, who pays you're for- amazing job creators who make a gazillion dollars already. 
Where so, are they at? So now banks and hedge funds and that don't not only need to do that, they're going to be in the healthcare industry. They're going to be the ones building the hospitals. No. So you, you're you're talking about private private privatizing. So kind of like what they did with the prison system. Privatize the prison prison system. No. Have private private companies do that. Isn't Baptist a privatized hospital? Yeah. Okay. Uh-huh. Isn't Mercy a privatized hospital? Yeah, and they built as many hospitals as they can. No, they've built as many hospitals as they want. They can build as many as the fuck they want. Mm-hmm. All right, because what do you think Baptist intakes per year? Enough. Yeah. But here's the thing. Baptist just laid off a whole bunch of people, too, because they weren't making enough. It's Because they weren't making enough? Yeah, man. Or because the CEO does wants a new fucking Maserati? You have this. Okay, look, man. Dude, you, not look every, at Wells Fargo. Not every CEO is evil. Look at Wells Fargo. I'm not saying they're evil. I'm just saying that they get paid, and they get paid handsomely, mm-hmm. and they get to... They get to decide their bonuses. Mm-hmm. If, right. Now, listen. Hold on. If they are publicly traded, it's not them most of the time. It is the board. And that board is the shareholders. The shareholders want to make money. They want to have a return on investment. So they have people cut the jobs. They have the ones cutting all that stuff. If they didn't have to worry about this ROI, this return of investment, they wouldn't do any of this. They would be more about the customer. It would be more about... See, that's where all of this shit started to happen was... The business world, instead of worrying about what you and I needed or what was best for you and I, they started worrying about what was best for them. And of in course. Their, and it wasn't, it wasn't just the companies. It was the shareholders. When they became public, they wanted their, their, their stock there to go sky high. So it was all about that. And that's where you got this lack of leadership or the leadership was kind of poisoned to a certain extent. Agreed. And, you know, it's not an easy problem to solve. There's got to there. There has to be a lot of forward and free thinking around that to try and find ways to compensate for that. Mm-hmm. I don't have that solution right now. All I know is that currently the way the system is set up and the solution that we have in place should not be fuck poor people because they don't care about being healthy. Yeah, you, you people don't, don't care. Some you, people don't care. Some people, some of course, people some people don't care. care. But then you know what? They let them fucking die. Okay, fine. Calm down. Chill out. Jesus, it's nah, dude. It's like when that guy. Did you hear? Um, what's the fucking dude that came out the other day? He's a cabinet member. I don't know what the hell he is. And he was talking about oh, with this tax break on the tax plan, you know, everybody families are gonna save like a thousand dollars a year. With that, you could buy, you know, you can redo your kitchen. You can buy a new car with a thousand dollars. Yeah, I redid my bathroom for a thousand dollars. You redid your bathroom, not your kitchen. But, I mean, depending on, like, if my kitchen was pretty small, I mean, I could redo my kitchen. No, not for $1,000. I guarantee you could do it for $1,000. Guarantee you. I'm talking to a guy who knows, who knows people. Okay. But if you're not a guy who knows people, mm-hmm. and you got to go through just a regular no, contractor, you gotta do and all, you got to buy appliances. You got to do offer up. You got to be smart about it. You got to go to Floor and Decor. By the way, sponsorship, anytime you're available. Okay. <laughs> all right. Right. Listen, you're not going to get me to back off on some of these things. It's just, it you're is, not, it re- is. You're, not, you're not buying a new car for $1,000. You're not buying it, but it's a down payment. That is a down payment for a nice, nice 2003 Mitsubishi Lancer. There you go. It's a yeah. good down payment. It's not a new car. Oh, no, but it is new if you didn't own it previously. When you show people this car, do you say, hey, this is my old car? No. What you say is, hey. You say, I bought a used car. You say, this is my new car. I 
I bought yes, new. It is new to you. That's what I just it said. It's not a new car. It, it is new to you. Okay, so your semantics. It's that's, new to you. That's what you want to do. It's that's new what, to you. That's your response. Why would you be so mean? Somebody comes up semantics. and says, "Oh, look, I just bought this car, and, and I just bought my new car." And you're like, "That's not new." I <laughs> I wouldn't say shit. Uh huh. Because you right? don't talk to poor people. Man, what is <laughs> yeah, wrong with you? Yeah, brother, you are you, just evil. When we graduated high school, I was driving a. <laughs> A 2000 Kia Sophia, my dude. Oh, man, I remember that. Uh, olive green. Yeah, but you had 2000. I, I, I had a 1999 Honda Civic. Yeah, I was. No, 1992 Honda Civic. I it was, was old. paying $307.54 a month <laughs> for that car. That's crazy. All right, for a Kia. Yeah. And you know what I put down, for, what my mother put down for that car? Huh. Guess. I don't know, like a thousand bucks. A thousand dollars. And you got a new car. Yeah, for <laughs> three. I was, I was working part time making 650 an hour. Every dollar I had went to paying my car, and that's only because I lived at home and didn't have to pay rent or anything else. So, no. But you were able to have a new car for $1,000. Sure. A car that I couldn't drive past 60 miles an hour because it would get the shakes. <laughs> Kia has really stepped up their <laughs> it game. It would get though. the shakes like it had Parkinson's. <laughs> Kia, Kia has really stepped up their my game. My car had you. Parkinson's. No, you'd be all right. Parkinson's? Put there. It. There you go. All right. All right. And that's, ladies and gentlemen, how babies are made. <laughs> That's your AP class for the day, guys. <laughs> Hope you enjoyed wow. that. Wow. You know, it's funny. A lot of people... It was uh, less of an AP class and more of just a debate. But no. But listen, a lot of people who've listened to the show have told me that... Or have, have asked, you know, why do you guys tend to agree on so many of your topics? When are you guys going to have a topic where... We don't agree. Where we don't agree. There you go, guys. I hope you uh, hope you enjoyed it. ba dum bum ba dum bum bum Free period? Free period. Class is over, everybody. It's time to get to our free period. We're going to talk about a subject that Ray loves. It's a sport that he loves. He's been playing it since he was a little kid over in the Dominican Republic. Dale, dale, dale. He's talking about soccer. We don't, we don't say dale. Whatever. <laughs> and I hate soccer. Yeah, I know you do. All right. Hates soccer for the life of me. I don't know why. I think one time when he was playing baseball as a kid, he got kicked in the head by a soccer ball. And that's why he hates soccer. No. I, I, no. <laughs> I've never been kicked in the head by a soccer ball. <clears throat> I think also what happened was that Ray has always wanted to have one of those soccer undercuts where he has all the hair on the top and then kind of the mullet in the back, but everything shaved on the sides. And unfortunately, it was just I never can't. in the yeah. cards for him. And so he he was just like, damn, I hate these soccer players. And that built a resentment and a jealousy in him. And to, to Actually, this I'll, day, tell you, I'll tell you exactly what happened. One of the things that happened was when I did used to play Little League Baseball. Uh-huh. On the field we used to play at in Macmillan, mm-hmm. uh-huh. these dudes would just camp out in our outfield while we'd be playing because they didn't have anywhere else to go. And they start kicking their stupid ass soccer ball into the middle of our games mm-hmm. and shit. One time it cost us a game. Did not mm-hmm. me directly, but I kicked a stupid soccer ball right in the middle of a play, mm-hmm. and our dude kind of like was trying to evade the soccer ball instead mm-hmm. of go after the ball, mm-hmm. and it fucked us up. So you think that not everybody should have a field to play on? I think you should have. You should go play on mm-hmm. your own field. But I mean, the field is for everybody. Why should people be? Why should people be punished? Because you they're not being punished. Field. I'm not they preventing. They're I'm not, not able to play on the field. I'm not preventing you from playing soccer. I'm yeah, preventing you, you from playing soccer while we are playing baseball. Mm, that's interesting. And that's we, the way you feel about insurance too. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. 100%. I'm going to move every argument to insurance. Yeah. That, that doesn't hold water it whatsoever. Hold water. It holds so much water. Because you're occupying the same space as we are. Okay. So, let's get to soccer. Honestly. Okay. So, the U.S. men's soccer team yes. did not qualify for the World they Cup. They did not. 
That because they lost to who? Trinidad Tobago. They weren't playing their best players, and they were playing on a field that they had moved to maybe, I think, like two nights prior. They had absolutely no... Well, they had a few people, but they had basically nobody in the stands. It was a neutral field, and these were our high-end million-dollar players, million-dollar soccer players. MLS guys get paid mil in the mills? Oh, yeah. And not all of them play in the MLS. Some of them play abroad. You know? Oh, okay. So, <clears throat> so these guys lost. So it's not like you guys sent the B team out there. No, we sent oh. the A team. And they couldn't beat Trinidad? Nope. They didn't have to beat Trinidad. They had to draw. They just had to tie Trinidad. Reason number four why I don't like soccer. The whole draw ties are super whack. Listen, man, the pitch was really wet, but, you know, that's fine. I'm just going to use soccer lingo that's going to annoy the shit out of you. So it's a big embarrassment. It is a huge embarrassment. Everybody is laughing at us. And this time they weren't laughing at us because of Donald Trump. They were laughing at us because of our soccer team. However, in an update to this story... The U-17 team, the under-17 team, is kicking some ass and taking some names. But we'll get back to that. So, you weren't so much embarrassed. Well, so, before we get there, I don't obviously don't care. But I did see this uh, this dude came out on ESPN, and from what I gather, he's a former player. Yeah. And he went on this epic rant. He did. It is a complete embarrassment when you look at CONCACAF for the amount of resources and the amount of money that is put into our sport. I said, here's what I said. If you can't beat Panama at home and you can't beat Trinidad on the road, you don't deserve to go to the World Cup. The fact is, though, Max, it's not about tonight. It's not about Jurgen Klinsmann. It's not just about Bruce Arena. As a whole, U.S. soccer is not prepared. Are you kidding me? We can't beat Trinidad on a field that's too wet and too heavy? <laughs> what are we doing? What are we doing? What an epic rant. It was awesome. <laughs> so, like, the, thing that, the part that cracked me up was when he's talking about... Um, how Iceland's the size of Corpus Christi, <laughs> and somehow they could find enough, enough players dudes to qualify yeah. for the World Cup, and mm-hmm. uh, and we couldn't. And I mean, this dude's upset, man. And listen, I'm all for rooting for the U.S. and the U.S. to do well and stuff. I wouldn't watch the World Cup if you paid me. Such a good, such a good tournament. I wouldn't object to us winning if that was the case, with the exception of now that you guys didn't qualify. I don't have to watch this shit on my television. It's like not invading my news cycle. Oh, it will. No. It will. When not the World Cup. Not the, the same way as if they were in the tournament. Mm, I don't. I do. I don't. I disagree with you. And I guess we're gonna have to wait and to see. But I disagree with you. Okay. I guess we'll wait and see. Yeah. We'll we'll jot that down. Jot that down. But I don't. I just the level of engage. Soccer has enough heart. Enough of a difficult time driving engagement as it is. Right. And yeah. I've been saying this all along. There's no way that sport will ever take root in this country the way it's rooted in south america you don't even think as Europe. the diaspora of the country changes that it'll, it'll change no i it, do it will not okay it will not and this is a big reason why okay. this country look at look at miami for instance mm-hmm. all right miami's a very it's a very diverse population we have a lot of south americans and whatever but you know what it is more than anything else it's a front-running town so, but that's Miami. But here, I will tell you this. So the the winning might have driven that, but not qualifying for the tournament at the very best, it just delayed that for another number of years. It set them back. I guarantee you, it did. It did. It, it, the, but you look at other cities like Portland. Portland loves soccer. Dallas loves soccer. New York loves their soccer. They have two MLS teams. They love their soccer. The DC United are a very a very high after soccer team. Yeah, or, but those are Orlando is fucking bonkers for their soccer team 
You know? Now, yeah, but you know who's not? Kansas, Nebraska. No, the Kansas City. Kansas City has a good team. Okay. They, LA Galaxy they, are just great. Because, just because they have a good team doesn't mean people sh- like sh- are showing up in the kind of quantities that they show up to basketball, baseball, or football. But to if go the stadiums aren't built, if the stadiums aren't built to have hundred thousand people in them, then what do they need to? They just need to be there. I guess. I'm telling you. And what are, the, what are their TV ratings like? What are MLS TV ratings like? I don't know, but we can, they're probably out there. They they play on MLS's was on ESPN. I think they're now on NBC. No, they still might be on ESPN. Yeah. I think they're on ESPN still. You don't even know, but I guarantee you, yeah. you know. You know what? But I do know that the Bundesliga and the and La Liga and Premier League are all on NBC. They all no, that BN. wasn't fucking Derek McKinnon. That was Latavius Murray, son of a monkey's uncle. So the Bund, uh-huh, sorry, sorry, say again. The Bundesliga, Serie A, La Liga, Premier League. I'm just telling you all of the leagues that I know. What the fuck is all that? So Bundesliga is Germany's big league. Okay. La Liga is Spain's. Premier League is, of course, England. Well, well that's another reason why you'll never catch you it, watching cup soccer. Well, no, why you'll ne- why it'll never it won't take hold here. Why? Because you're going to require people to watch Bundesliga to see the best players in mm-hmm. their thing, and then yeah. to require. People, are, like, it's not centralized. It's not unified. It's not easy to follow. Okay. Maybe for you, Mr. I sit down and just wait for pitches because I get so anxious before the pitch comes. That's the opposite. I'm I'm the the perfect candidate to watch that crap. Well, that's because you're Hispanic. No, it's because I have a, an attention span a little longer than 20 seconds. <laughs> More than me. You know what I mean? But when, yeah. when you're when you're trying to appeal to a population mm-hmm. who's who are all about instant gratification mm-hmm. and you're telling them, Hey, if you wanna see this player, you gotta watch this league and then you gotta mm-hmm. see this other guy, you gotta watch this other league. Yeah. And those games are happening tomorrow uh-huh. while you're in today or yesterday while you're in today or it's just it's complicated, well, dude. You're absolutely right. So people who wanna watch Neymar, he now moved from Spain to France. He plays for Paris Saint Germain. So he, now people have to watch the French League if they want to watch Neymar. A lot of the times these people will watch it. I mean, hell, dude, it's a huge sport over there. So they'll watch the different leagues. Yeah, over there. But here is not over there. 24. Yeah, man. So soccer good. Okay, so what, what do you think <laughs> they need to do to fix it? Okay, what they need to do is they need to start focusing on the talent. We have a huge hotbed of talent, and they need to get rid of the old guys. Where is this hotbed of talent located? All around the country. Our U17 team is legit really fucking good. And because we've had such an influx over the over this course of last generation of people from South America, people from the islands who really play soccer really well, there's been an influx of really good soccer players who are now American citizens who can now play for these teams. Our U17 team is good. What happened is, is because they don't have a name yet, nobody will watch them if we make them into the U.S. National soccer team. team. Yeah. So, like, you still have your Michael Bradleys who are still on the team. You still have your – well, people will – Landon Donovan's gone. But you still have your Clinton Dempsey's. You have – No, no, go ahead. I just – I don't know who these people are, but go the ahead. The Josie Aldors of the world. I thought, that guy, I thought that guy was good. I remember he no, had like a, a shitload of hype. But they – that's the thing. At what point do you start telling the dream team it's time to become less of the dream whoa, team? Whoa, 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 whoa. These people were never the dream team. They ain't never won shit. They were the dream team of U.S. soccer. Were they? Yeah. Because they, they won shit. They were the dream team. What are you talking about? They won the gold cup. Ooh, I won the gold cup in Mario Kart. You're such a scumbag. <laughs> like, 
the only fucking thing that matters to anybody is the World Cup. No, the Euro Cup matters. The Gold Cup matters. These all matter. The Premier League, they all matter. The MLS Cup, they all matter, man. The M, who, who won the last three MLS Cups? Oh, that's a really good question. I'm glad you asked me that to try to figure out my MLS, <laughs> my MLS history. That's a, I'm, I, I think that you're doing it just to stump me because you think that I can't answer it. But I will tell you that it was. You're hesitating yeah. and looking it up on your phone, you cocksucker. <laughs> It was Seattle, Portland, and L.A. Those yeah. were the last ones. Precisely. Yeah. Yeah. No. Nobody cares. Yep. So. And um, then that, that's the winners. They're the second. The team who ends in oh, second place. The runner-up. Yeah. They win something called the Supporters Shield. Ooh. Fancy. 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 Fancy bar. But yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, I, this is what I've always said about soccer. If you wanted to really mm-hmm. make it make it better. <laughs> okay. A few changes that they would need to undertake. All right, what? First, stop having the clock count up and have it count down like in every other sport. Okay. This, this mysterious extra time. Yes. There needs to be a... Regulated... Uh, like, there needs to time. be a very clearly defined way to decide extra time. Okay. And it needs to be transparent. Okay. Like, there shouldn't be any guessing. Mm-hmm. Right, the the they need to figure out a way to incorporate the terminology in a way that Americans can understand. Swallow, it. not okay. understand it. Just we don't like we don't like it. Like okay. pitch, it's not a pitch. It's a field. Mm-hmm. Like let's say you wanted to call it its own unique word. You don't want to call it a field. Mm-hmm. You can't call it a pitch because a pitch already means something to us. Mm-hmm. So now you're asking us to take one of our words and turn it in, into something else. No, 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 no. That is a completely asinine argument so they can't use the word pitch because pitch already means something because a pitch is oh bro bat bat hmm a bat is a flying rodent okay what about a ball yo you're gonna get the ball Uh uh-huh baseball what ball am i talking about basketball those are three different fucking things but they all have the same word do you see how crazy your dumbass argument is on we can't use it because of words listen People don't want to hear. Mm-hmm. How about this one? They, when they say ball, mm-hmm. they mean pass. Well, that's a great ball. It's fucking retarded. On ball. Dingus. It's called an on ball. Or through ball. Through ball. They can do a through ball. Yeah. No. It's a pass, because my dude. Because the ball dude. goes through. It's a pass. No. Through pass. Great but a pass. pass. Means, but a pass means another thing too in football. Nice pass. No, a pass is a pass. A pass to anybody is when you transport oh, the no, ball no, 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 no. from one person the foot, one's with a hand. to the other. Once with a foot, once with a hand. When you transfer the ball eh? Eh? from one person what kind of ball? to another, who gives a shit? What I'm kind confused of ball? now. Now you've confused <laughs> exactly. me. Exactly. Precisely. You've confused me. I, okay. But you, if you were to tell me that the football, football, not football, football was being on bald, I'd be like, okay, cool, yeah, I get this. Okay. I get this. No. On the pitch. Listen. Okay. All right. You really want to fix it? Here's how you fix it. Yeah, cool. You, take, just... you take a giant Bowser to drop onto the field and spit fire. Mm-hmm. You have everybody walking around with magical turtle shells to knock each other down. Nah. You have mines on the fucking pitch. Okay. okay. So that people will explode and die. Okay. All right. That's that's how you improve soccer. Make it Mario. Okay. Make it Mario soccer. And okay. then I'll watch it. Okay. Uh, otherwise, you're never going to get the audience that you want to get down here it's just not gonna happen or up here whatever it's just not gonna happen okay all right fine yeah you can keep your 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 baseball pitch okay yeah i will on their pitch my pitch on their pitch that i throw on a field, field. But or field? diamond 
No, it's a field. No, it's a diamond. It's a field. It's a baseball diamond. It's a field. Okay. Because there's grass and it is a long, is a expanse of it's area. It's all grass. There's dirt. Yeah, there is dirt. There is dirt. Congratulations. Around a mound. Duh. Of but that's dirt. it. But then there's grass no, in the middle. The, the infield is dirt, dude. Not all the infield. Just the area right around the pitcher's Yeah, mound. but there's still grass there. Okay. Okay. So it and it's in the shape it's not of all a dirt. It's the shape of a diamond. Actually, no, it's not. Yes, the bases mm. are in the shape that of a diamond. That is a shitty cut diamond. I'd like the, to see the, the, the IGA certification on that diamond. <laughs> that diamond does not have a flat top. I mean it doesn't even have sides. Listen, I mean it's got one, two, three, four, five, five, four it's, sides. It's it's a good enough diamond for Leonardo DiCaprio. No. You know what it is? You know what it is? It's a dumb square. A dumb it's a fucking <laughs> it's a dumb square. That's what it is. So it's a it's a slightly less intelligent parallelogram. Yeah, congratulations. Right. Awesome. You have a slightly less. Yes, let's go play baseball in your slightly less intelligent parallelogram. That's awesome. It's great audio. <laughs> Bastard. Oh man. oh man. All right, guys. So look, that's the show, right? We're gonna end it there. Yeah, We're good. That's money. That's money. We got this. Put the money in the bank. I got money in the bank. Yeah. yeah. We love that you've been listening to us. We hate that we were gone for so long. We, if we're being completely transparent about this, we recorded a really long show today. We're going to cut it up. You guys will get to hear a couple different pieces throughout the week. We're going to give you a big show. We're going to give you a nice show. But stay tuned. Stay, keep looking out for our podcast because on those off weeks, we have extra segments that have been dropped on the audio floor that we're going to probably throw out there so you guys can have it. We can give you a little bit of that taste so you get ready for the big show, okay? Yeah, and it's going to be a lot more kind of free form, you know, just us stream of consciousness talking shit as opposed to kind of the little bit yeah. more structure yeah, that we yeah, have yeah, on yeah, the main yeah, show. Yeah, yeah. So don't expect it to get as, as you know, whatever, the same format yeah, it's just you a seg- got now. It's just a quick segment, man. But, you know, we just want to share that stuff with you because we think it's pretty fucking funny. Exactly. It, we just didn't have time for it in the show. So, guys, remember, listen to us on all of your audio streaming softwares. That is the Apple Podcast, Apple iTunes, Google Play, Pocket Cast, Podbean, SoundCloud. Every new episode goes for too cheap to buy a real account. And rate us. Remember, rate us five stars if you love us, five stars if you hate us, three stars if you want to sleep with us. So there should only be two three-star ratings, okay? I'm pretty sure that there's only going to be two three-star ratings. I I don't think we'll get that many. You know what? I think Lou's going to give us three stars too. Yeah. (laughs) Love you, buddy. So, guys, again, thank you for listening. Um, Hit us up on the Instagram, Back of the Bus Podcast. Hit us up on the email, backofthebusmiami at gmail.com. And we'll get to you guys in two weeks. Hopefully, the world is a better place. Bye. Later. See you next time. That sounded like a phone ring. Yeah. Bro, I've been looking for a really old school Nokia. What was... Do you remember the old school Nokia ring? Was it... Yeah, that's it.